The world isn't wide enough. Get immersed in the expansive views of the 48-inch customizable panoramic display in the all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid. Explore more at Lincoln.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Davis, you are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this afternoon. How are you, Keith? I'm fine. Took a day off work because we had a few beers yesterday, as you know. (laughs) I say I've taken a day off work. We've been clearing the loft room out, uh, which involves me boxing up all of Linda's books, and Uh then involves me carrying the things down the stairs and then carrying the things outside for a delivery driver to pick up. Oh, So they're her okay. books, but old Billy Muggins here is muffing the mule today. Oh, well, you have, you managed to, have you managed your job? Managed your errand there? Well, we're talking a lot of books, mate. Yeah, we're talking a lot, a lot of books. books. <laughs> a, lot a lot of, of books. Lot of books. <laughs> it's like the British Library at the front of our house at the moment. <laughs> Uh, but it's for a good reason, because when we clear the room, we'll have a refugee in there, ASAP, government permitting, and oh. uh, red tape, so that's what the whole plan was. Oh, well, that's very good of you. I, well, hope they, yeah. uh, I hope they, if you do get a refugee, they don't say, you haven't got anything to read, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, she has squirrelled enough away. Right, her back room, she's piled up. I've actually, I went, actually went in the kitchen this morning to look at the ceiling to make sure it wasn't bending. That's how said many books she's got. And uh, Damien Harris is also here. <laughs> Hello. Oh. I, after Hi, last week, I didn't yeah. dare say anything until oh, I was introduced. Oh, no, you didn't jump in before no. we were introduced. Well, that's very good manners. <laughs> yes, but I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> did, you. did you want to say, oh, shut up about Linda's books, Keith, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to talk about in this podcast, and now we've been so sidetracked <laughs> in the Dover Home Library situation. <laughs> Yes, and yeah, also yeah, exactly just how drunk Keith thinking. was yesterday as well. Oh, the, right. the, the, he wasn't either. The, the, the pint of red wine before the game. It was not a pint I, of I red wine, it was in a pint glass. I kept <laughs> looking over to see if you were still awake. He had a wine, pint of red wine. Wine in a pint glass? It was a beer in a pint glass. I didn't have a pint of wine. And he'd been having a few more as well. I'd but had a few previous. Grass. I don't mean to no. grass, but you no, did. I've had a few before. It was the first thing you said. Yes. I saw you, so. <laughs> yes. Pre-match libations. Well, it's a rare thing. So we, we normally don't do that, do we? But there we are. It was a marvellous afternoon in that the, the crowd seemed very happy. We scored early. We're recording this. this it's Monday afternoon, uh, the day after we asked them to Leicester nil. A uh, goal from a corner and a penalty, which uh, sounds like a bit of a flat game. But it wasn't, actually. I thought we mm. played pretty well on the front foot. Everyone moving quickly and scurrying about, and everyone seems uh, they're they're carrying on from last week's win at Watford, where they played like that, and only a bit tighter at the back, perhaps. Mm, Yeah, a bit more secure. It was really good to see uh, have a clean sheet, you know, because 
you know, the Watford game, you just have that, oh, no, it's now 3-2, and you're thinking, oh, could it go pear-shaped? Luckily, there was only about 30 seconds left anyway when they scored, so that wasn't too bad. But Yeah, but clean no. sheet yesterday, and I thought, well, once again... Uh, El Caldillo's got the better of Brendan there, isn't he? Brendan's mm. that's back-to-back wins over Leicester, and then we're in the top four. Are we there to stay, gentlemen? Oh. Oh, dare I say, I'm looking at top three, mate. I think we could be oh, going yeah. down Steady, uh, Keith. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah Do you want to start talking about Chelsea this early no, this early no, on? No, let's save that. <laughs> let's save that. Uh, on, I, I save the yeah. best to No, last. you don't want to talk about them a little bit? <laughs> 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 Just quickly run over what's happened. No, <laughs> Keith, stay. No, stay you're quite Keith. right, quite right. No, stay in the Arsenal. Stay Let's in the enjoy Arsenal. us for a bit yeah. longer. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought, I don't know if you saw, there was, uh, like, at the end of the game, a lot more people stayed. There was a little group mm. in the clock end who were all going a bit mental and it was sort of like a European game. Um it, there was a round of Mikhail Arteta's Red and White Army, which I Ooh. yes, I mean that's I haven't new because at Watford they were singing Vieira, yes, I, know. Vieira I know that was weird. Just bit orcs, Yeah, <laughs> so I was very, pl- I was, I was pleased to hear that. Anyway, um, and um, does my, it scan my, Mikhail Arteta's Red and White Army? Mikhail Arteta's Red and White. You can takes a bit of work, but you can takes get a bit there. Of work. Uh, and the other sort of joyous thing is I tried the Martin Odegaard, Martin Odegaard song. Yeah. And a couple of people in the back behind us sang it along. Said, shut well. up. <laughs> <laughs> They're old school up there. They Sit remember here. Nigel. They, Sit down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got that going then? Got a rousing chorus of that going well, in the West four Lower? Of us, four of us. Four so, of you? Uh, it, you know. Well, Erdgaard's uh, playing very well at the moment, isn't he? He's... Bonagard, more like. Mm. Oh, <laughs> he was amazing. Martin Hardegard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's a couple of touches in the uh, second half. A couple of lovely touches. Oh, got, got you singing. Oh, God, he was brilliant. Mind really? you, we did have the Olays towards the end, and oh. which you didn't like, and you know what? Oh, you don't like the, the Olays. Olays. Still, <laughs> still, still not over that. Not when we're at two. It's two nil. You were two nil. Like, absolutely late... cruise, cruising. Uh, we were. You, we were talking about late goals and sort yeah. of a, a hairy last five minutes. That's what would have happened if the Olay! curse of the Olays. <laughs> Olay. There's no such thing as the curse of the Olays. The Olays have never led to anything. Tottenham. Yes, it has. Tottenham. Oh, I see. Oh. And Wigan. The four all, yeah. And the Wigan. Oh, so. oh. Yeah, oh, there is yeah, back. There's history there. There's there is history. history. Oh, it's Me not, and it's not recent history, though, is it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're going back you to the, it's the it's the decade before last. <laughs> it still burns. Yeah. It likes to start us. It still oh, burns. Oh, oh, oh no! Let's talk about Linda's books again. <laughs> oh no! You take. I'm sure there's a book in there. On the start. Start. Oh, place there. <laughs> 
Well, uh, yes, I've also playing well is Thomas Partey, my oh, friend. Oh, no, yeah. Thomas Partey, my friend. He's getting closer with the shooting, isn't he? He's he hit the bar. Yes. He hit yeah. the bar with a nicely placed side footer. Everyone yeah. behind the goal covered their faces and ducked down behind their seats. <laughs> and they yeah. heard the thunk of a ball hitting the crossbar. I thought, he's getting nearer. <laughs> if he played yeah. battleships, it would take him about three months, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> A2. No miss, Thomas. <laughs> no, another miss. Yeah. Well, somebody um, in the Formula One team's doing the right job. You know, they've got him the ball down from the upper tier, slowing yes. down. <laughs> Do you think someone in the pit crew's on shooting practice? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, they must be. His, Do you uh, think that? I'll oh, go on, D. Go on. I'm just going to say his header, the first goal yeah. where we were sat with the real people. Um, <laughs> it, it was sort of just perfect angle. We had the perfect angle for it. I don't know. You, if you saw were that awake. one, did you? I don't know if you're awake, <laughs> Keith, but it was. Yeah, it was. No, I was because Michael said to me, he says, uh, when "Wake was the up, last Keith! Time? It's a corner." Yeah, he said. Yeah. He said, "When was the last time we scored from a corner?" And I was just about to go. I think it was, and we scored. <laughs> And there he was, let like yeah. a salmon. Yeah, yeah. he did. Goal. And we scored. They pointed out on match of the day two that we scored from a near post corner against Leicester, and they can't defend them. And blah blah blah. It was a good delivery, mm. and up he went. Oh, nice, nodded that in. I thought mm. we might go on from there, and there were a couple of goal mouth scrambles, weren't there? But we couldn't get a second, and ooh. and then the penalty came out of nowhere. No one saw the handball. Did they? Once you saw it on the big screen, you could see it definitely handled it, but no yeah. one seemed to see it in real Why time. Why did it take so long? Because when you did see it, you went, come on, this is it, an over-brainer. It's quite I faint, mean. isn't it? It's a quite a faint touch, but yeah. I think Mikel, Mikel Arteta was getting a bit frustrated because Arsenal were on the front foot at that point. They'd had, mm. they'd been dominating Leicester, pushing about, looking for a second goal, and then there was this long break waiting for a VAR call. Yeah, and I think he wanted to do one of his grab the ball and throw it back on the pitch moves and get get the thing going again. And oh, by the way, I thought a criticism of Arteta for throwing the ball back to take a quick throw was absolutely bloody ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. It drives me mad when the ball bounces out of play and no one gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh, stand it when the linesman won't get it. It's like, get back line now. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. Uh, I might miss shit. something. I might miss something. They might be doing it on purpose to distract yeah. me. To distract me and then some misdemeanour will take place. Just get well, the ball back. Well, it's shit stirring. We're prime for that, I think, because we have such a sort of angry social media sort of uh, group at the heart of the club. I I think they shit stir because they know that's why Talk Sport will always you know always poke Arsenal fans to try and get a reaction, and we're mm. probably quite good business for that. Oh, I see. Oh, well, I'm a bit. I feel you're making me feel a bit elderly. Oh. <laughs> Bothering with the social media. But hello to everyone on social media. Our Twitter feed uh, goes from... What's the opposite of strength to strength? <laughs> it exists. It does exist. It is there. Uh, at Not You Bentley, uh, consult that for um, past tweets. But, uh, yeah, I think we're doing all right. We've won five games in a row and uh, we've played well at Watford. We were much better than them. Scored some sumptuous goals. Bakaya Saka's goal. Uh, we all went on, uh, it was my birthday, and we went on an outing with uh, loads of kids and Keith came as well, so, so joined in, gave him some sweets. Yeah. And, I fell uh, in love with the ice cream machine. Which the is, ice cream machine oh, was oh, lovely. Oh, oh. And everyone 
the Watford hospitality was very nice. The stewards were a bit overzealous. Every time we scored and jumped up, they came and told us to sit down. Told my six-year-old that if he didn't sit down, he'd be thrown out. I thought it was a little bit. Well, they did. Say, they actually said to them, they said, listen, if Arsenal score again, don't celebrate. Which you say that to a six-year-old, he just looked at me, gave an evil grin, as if to say, I'm going to go mental. And it was like, I'm looking at him thinking, this is parenting 101. Don't say to him, don't do that. Fortunately, we didn't score again after we that. We had, so, what no. was it, five kids, two mums, so it's hardly the intercity firm, and yet we've got Watford's guy going, he's raised an eyebrow, he's smiled, <laughs> steward, he's Well, smiled. we were in the front row in the, of the stand, sort of ushered in, and... Uh, we didn't know what was going on behind us because everyone's irate because we kept scoring and goals and the goal, but the goals the first two goals were right in front of us Erdegaard's goal was, was a lovely goal and then Saka's goal when Lacazette kind of rolled it into his path and he looked and he just sent Foster the wrong way and slammed it in spectacular hit so difficult not to jump up when something like that happens and Saka's been I said to my, my boys, I said, Saka's going to be right in front of us, right in front of us, just watching. The number seven is going to be down there where you can't miss him. He's right there. There he is. There he is. Watch him. You know, I just wanted them to, I just wanted them to remember where they were, you know, when they saw Saka. Like, I remember being being six and seeing Charlie George. I mean, I, I remember the day, you know, and he yeah, scored yeah. a couple of goals. I don't really physically remember him, but I do remember I was there. I was there. Charlie scored two. Yeah. And they and they saw that. And of course they got the advantage of they've seen it eighteen times on TV when they got home as well. So it's really embedded <laughs> yeah. in their that, minds. And hopefully you know, one of two hundred sacker goals that we'll get for Arsenal. We've got to keep these boys. The prospect of because Manchester United and Tottenham and everybody else seem to be trying not to qualify for the Champions League and we've put five wins together, suddenly we're in a really strong place. Mm. We've got games in hand. Uh, I mean, listen, we've got Liverpool Wednesday. Even if we drew that, it wouldn't be a terrible thing. If we drew against Manchester United, that wouldn't be a terrible thing because that's what cancels. So even the tough games, provided we don't lose against Tottenham and Chelsea, if we could just draw those games and win the others, we'll be in a good position, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the games in hand are a bit tricky, aren't they? Liverpool mm. at home and then uh, Derby's away at Spurs and Chelsea. A little bit tricky. But as you say, three points from now, not losing them will be good. I don't see... I mean, you, you, this will go out the day before Liverpool. There's some trepidation when they, need to, when they turn up the form they're in. Yeah. And as you say, we'll do well to get a point out of them. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm, there's not much on the bench. Um... So you feel like more players needed, and and who comes will depend on will be dependent, won't it, on Champions League football that will make a big difference. Arteta knows that, Edu knows that, so they're all absolutely bloody desperate to get back in it, haven't they? After five years out, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, uh, we Lacquer is very interesting at the moment because you can see his sort of slight flaws or his sort of limitations. But at the same time, love him. For well, he's making even, assists. You know, well, exactly, his assists, yeah. and you can his still assists. you can still see he just oh, if you would just add that extra sort of ten percent, 
would really, you know, you'd be an amazing striker. It's a difficult role to play, though, isn't it? it because is. it's yeah. it, it is is required to come short, really. Is and it seems to be the setup to go and get involved and be more of a number ten, really. Yeah. And then he's not then bursting into the box and getting twenty goals a season. In fact, he's not getting any goals, is he? So it was nice to see him smash that penalty in yesterday, and he really yeah. bloody loved doing that, didn't he? Because yeah, it's, it's a free, it's a free shot from twelve yards. Like. <laughs> I'm allowed to have a shot from 12? Yes. Because <laughs> the only other shot he had was a 30-yarder that Spike well, would got he had there. some balls to take it because he'd missed the previous one and, less, and then he has missed some open goals lately. But he has provided assists. So oh, don't get me wrong. I, I love him. I love yeah, how likewise. the away fans, you know, sing his song all the, you know, all the time. The, the love for him is brilliant. It's nice in a, in yeah. a sort of farewell farewell season. It feels a bit like that, <laughs> but I, yeah. So it's, it's, I don't it's, know. It's, who knows if he if he get offered a contract, if he'll sign a contract. I think there's so many centre forwards linked with us at the moment: Calvert Lewin and Watkins and Isaac and the fella from Espanyol who has his initials on his shirt. And then there are other people around. Bamford came back playing for Leeds at the weekend. I've always quite liked. Someone's going to come, aren't they? You feel like it's inevitable. Yeah. We were talking about it yesterday. Respect, though, I think the youngsters respect Lacazette. Yeah, they do. Like, oh, listen. Look, this, he's, he's doing all right. He's yeah, doing he his best. But, you know, when I said to you yesterday, can you imagine... <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, I know we're not supposed to say his name, but can you imagine Robin Van Persie in this side, yeah. you know, at his peak? Mm. Holy smoke, you know, in the yeah. same way that, can you imagine if he took Granite Xhaka out, put Patrick Vieira in? You know, there's a there's a couple of upgrades needed and possible. Mm. I, st- I still think you could play Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard and play Erdegaard on the left where Xhaka's currently playing and, and have them in front of Partey. I know it was tried against Villarreal and it didn't work, but there's a different team now. They've played together a lot more. Mm. And when you've got young players like this, it's so like the old George Graham side. When you've got young players like that, you feel the improvement week by week. They get better. You're watching yeah. Bukayo Saka get better game by game by game. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch. It's exciting to watch. The fans absolutely loving it, aren't they? Loving yeah. it. And the, the partnership between White and Gabriel, Kieran Tierney's got his form back. The goalkeeper, everyone loves the goalkeeper. Yeah. And they're all improving all the time. So. Yeah. We need, oh, we need a, a, that is a fantastic. Not that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, what a fantastic <laughs> save by Ramsdale! I mean, to keep it at one nil. I mean, you know, that save he made was yeah, it was a good save. It was yeah. a good save. I still, you know, I think Leno's sitting there thinking, I'd have got mm. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I might have got that. <laughs> yeah, he'd have got it and punched it out to somebody else. Um, is that wine? No, cranberry juice, mate. Oh, no. okay, for your cystitis. Oh, oh no, he's going, giving him an open goal for another cystitis. He's <laughs> on the roll there, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what else is happening in, in football at the moment? Is there anything else we want to discuss uh, or should we just wrap this up? For a little bit, they, <laughs> oh, they yeah, all right, we'll laugh at Tottenham for a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, lost. Yeah. They lost again. Yeah, we kind of hoping one. for a draw on that one, but yeah, we'll United Tottenham. Yeah, it's, it's never disappointing when they lose, though, is it? No, it, I went. Yeah, I was draw Tottenham lost Man United. What about um, sinkhole? Tottenham centre half Romero screaming in Harry Maguire's 
face after the hapless centre half shinned one into his own net. Yeah. I thought that lacked yeah. a little bit of class, didn't it? I'm it hoping did. for an England Argentina face off <laughs> in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, it did a bit, didn't it? I um I mean uh, yeah, I've never liked that and I've never liked it when our lot a couple of times it's happened. I think Thierry used to do it occasionally, but you can let Thierry off what? a bit of... Taunt, taunt someone yeah. after they scored an own uh, goal? Uh, 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 well, no, not after an own goal. But if he got it, Thierry would sort of give it back, wouldn't he? But Oh, yeah. Well, he used to get it every week, though, didn't he? I thought yeah. that was a bit nasty. Uh, Ronaldo, quite impressive hat trip. Oh, I want to talk about them. Well, you know what? We have to talk about... We have to talk about... Uh, Roman Abramovich assets have been seized. <laughs> what? And uh, oh, no. didn't you know? No. And, and the uh, the, uh, the outpouring of joy and excitement. <laughs> so you, you make grief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, really, very very funny. And I've I've rarely had so many memes and gifs come my way. It's been meme gold, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been meme, meme and gif gold. And I'm slightly disappointed. And then and then the game they played yesterday against Newcastle which was oh, one displaced regime against against the new hideous regime. Oh, yeah. what was it the Newcastle fans were singing? Oh, Mike oh. Ashley, he's coming for you. Mike Ashley, <laughs> he's you, coming Newcastle. for you. He loves a bargain. <laughs> yeah. The sports star oh, arena. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Kai Havertz scored an absolute wonder goal. Mm. A sort of Bergkamp-esque Touch and finish. This is an astonishing mm. bit of skill. Oh, oh, they've scored. They've won again. How annoying. Yeah, but they should <laughs> have... Newcastle going to get relegated. Newcastle should have had a penalty, though, shouldn't they? Absolute nailed-on penalty. It was extraordinary. Chalibur on, God, I don't, on I don't know who. Had hold of his shirt, kicked him twice, eventually got him down. It was like judo. I mean, it really, talk about anywhere else on the pitch, that's a free kick. It was, it was about three free kicks. Right. It was a shirt yeah. pull and two kicks. It was. It was like watching Taekwondo in the Olympics. <laughs> and they didn't give it and didn't review it. So, yeah, I think I'd feel a bit aggrieved. Well, clearly uh, there's a few more sanctions that need to be put in place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you feel we we dodged the bullet with uh, Ushmanov? Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to apologise now if I said on any previous podcast, oh, why don't we get Ushmanov in? Because clearly he was even dirtier. So, There'll be yeah, people have... looking through the archives, Keith. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> they, no. Yeah, I mean, they remind you me of things. You've got your preemptive apology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, for a long time, what we wanted, the person we wanted back in the boardroom, and, in, and I think a lot of people would still like that, was, was David Dean. David Dean's uh, absence after the after the power struggle, when he he went in with Ushmanov, didn't he, in red and white holdings, and they took a large stake, and he lost, and he was out the door. Mm. And uh, and for a long time, because he because in tandem with Arsene Wenger, he was quite a, a good operator, transfer market and what have you. Did a lot of good work for us, and we wanted him wanted him back, but that would have meant Ushmanov, mm. you know, yeah. and that would have meant and that would likely have meant um, a week ago, whenever it was, Arsenal's being seized. Well, yeah, and that would have been much less funny. Oh. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say not funny at all. No, uh, not in any us, way funny. But It'd maybe, terrible. maybe, yeah, the memes would go nuts. If the memes would us. go nuts. People yeah. would enjoy that. Uh, yeah. But uh, 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 might, might it also have meant 
a couple of Champions Leagues and five Premier League titles. Would Ushmanoff have put in a, a billion and a half on a loan? Or, you know, he yeah. doesn't seem to have done that at Everton, does he? So. I don't want tainted trophies, though. I want clean, honest trophies, not tainted ones. Yeah. And I hope you wait for strip Chelsea of their Champions League or just put some kind of question mark. Could we go so far as to say they're ill-gotten gains? Yes. Does that mean we would get the 2005 and 2006 Premier Leagues or...? No, we don't get them awarded to no. us. No, no we, don't. we just we just need sure. some. Just need League Cup final. League Cup finals. We yeah. could go Euro- and sort of, yeah. Europa League twenty nineteen. Can we have that? Let's not be greedy here. Let's just have their na- Chelsea's name erased from history. <laughs> on enough, one of the <laughs> things that uh, Keith managed to say in his drunken. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you make me sound like some old I think you've got a bit overboard here. <laughs> <laughs> a bit too judgy, I'm sorry. You're very, I'm very judgy. Oh, Captain Shandy down there. <laughs> Have you joined the Salvation Army all of a sudden? Yeah, this is the Temperance Society turn up. <laughs> so, oh, the, 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 the last king of the ravers. <laughs> oh, well, Ooh. just because you never had your gack out of a pine cloth. Uh, I just a bit delicate yesterday. <laughs> so, um, no, can yes. this say that yes. if there was a fire sale at Chelsea, and rather than us usually sort of hunting around their bins for players... Yeah, who would you have? Kante. Kante, yeah. Well, the thing with Chelsea is they've got several players who are out of contract this summer, mm. um, and then they're, and they're not in a position to negotiate contracts. The cub shop's been shut, which is quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't, can't even go hot, hot talk. Well, <laughs> I think they can get food. Oh, can they? They feed yeah, I, them. Well, they I throw it at them through the I, bars. I think food, they're allowed <laughs> to get food. <laughs> Maybe you're allowed to take your own in now. Yeah. Can I bring a flask of tea and a sandwich in down yeah. the place? Like it's permanent COVID or yeah. it's for Bridget. Nothing's open. There's I want to buy a bobble out. No, yeah. you can't. <laughs> cool. You have to knit it. Yeah. Mm. They can't buy tickets for the cup tie. and No one knows how that's going to work. They're trying to facilitate it, I'm supposedly, that whoever whoever it wants, this, you know, it's an attractive proposition if you want to own a football club, to own that one. But so they haven't got a new stadium, have they? That never got built. So that's, no. And no, no that new billionaire's going to come in and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to spend two billion buying you out and then putting another billion or so in building a stadium so that won't happen will it so that's I don't cool. know what will happen and I don't really I don't really care but it, it's something's got to happen soon yeah because at the end of next season loads of their players are out of contract you know loads of them are and and things are winding down on players like Jorginho and Conte and top players top first team players and of course if they can't buy and sell players in the next window Tuchel will be high on anyone's list to be a manager, including Manchester United, obviously. And, um, so they, they, seen, if they lose him, they'd be uh, bothered. I have you seen this thing, though, allegedly that they, uh, if they go a play away in Europe, they can only spend £20,000 and they were going, oh, well, well how are they going to get there? And it's like, oh, aren't the players paid enough that they can't even buy their own plane ticket, you know, for crying out loud? <laughs> They've probably got their own private jets anyway. They could have a... F- you know, the squadron of them all flying <laughs> over. They've got their own airfield. Yeah. <laughs> Cobham. Cobham Airfield. Cobham Airfield. They've got personalised jets. Yeah. yeah you know, I don't know. They've got to the Eurostar, I imagine, to Lille. They'll have to travel with the Chelsea fans. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, listening to Chelsea players, uh, former players or employees at Chelsea's being interviewed, they all sound like the wives from The Sopranos. You know, happy to enjoy the wealth, but didn't want to know where it came from. You know, yeah. and now that's all being exposed. Oh, really, Roman? Oh, I thought he was an honest stable. This is part of the deal. This is what's interesting about money laundering and going legit. Once you come in, of course, Abramovich famously has challenged people and his lawyers have sued so many journalists who've tried to look into where where the money came from and, and what his past is. And so a lot of that's criticism or investigations being shut down, and then eventually you just become legit. There you are, smiley Roman. He doesn't say much. He's got a winning team. They go and win the European Cup and bring glory to the Premier League. There's absolute silence on on where the money came from and, and whether it's fair or what financial fair play never gets discussed. And it's the same with Man City, exactly the same. I was listening to the radio the other day and they were saying, do you think Manchester City get enough credit for enriching the League Cup? Because Pep Guardiola takes it seriously, unlike a lot of other managers. I think they've won it six years out of eight. You know they can feel two sides, right? You do know that they've got... <laughs> 25 fully formed international superstars on millions of pounds a year. Yeah, they've got an unfair advantage. Is that not going to come up in the conversation? No, on the on the contrary. The, mm. con- the conversation is they've enriched it and taken it more seriously. I think, listen, Jurgen Klopp knows that he wants to win the League Cup, but he knows he can't deploy all his top boys in that competition when he's trying to get through the Champions League, when he's trying to keep up with Manchester City's 100 points a season. And he still went and won it. Somehow, by a hook or by a crook, and a little bit lucky in the final. It was a great final, actually, that League mm. Cup final. But yeah, the, the, my point is, no one says anything anymore. It yeah. becomes the reality. It becomes the normal. This is, oh, well, they bought it. That was le- It was legal. They've invested, you know, the, the powers that be, the authorities can't stop them, so it must be all right. Mm. And that's the norm. Yeah, well... And that's what we have to live with. And we all sit around, it's like the Emperor's New Clothes, going, hang on a minute, this is complete, football is completely bent. Yeah. Well, PSG. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that oh, was... That's ridiculous. Oh, that was funny, though, when they lost, wasn't it? <laughs> that was funny. I mean, we're no fans of Madrid, but that was hilarious. And I listened to a couple of French journalists, and they really put the boot in, and they're just saying they're a bunch of overpaid prima donnas, and it's the same as Madrid were a few years ago. They got all these superstars in, but they're not a team. And this is what this lot are. They're not really a team. Well, they're, you know? I mean, the, the weird thing for them is their league. Hmm. I remember uh, a few years ago, there was a very good meme. Um, what's his name? The uh, There's the three, Messi, Mbappe. Who's the other one? Um, Neymar. Brazilian. Neymar. Neymar. And uh, someone... We're really post- on top of world football in this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> listener. <laughs> What's his no. name? What's his name? The other one. It's not Messi. It's not Mbappe. What's it? You know, he's a. What's he? Yeah. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. It's, it's like the bloke from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah, you know, one sister. of the greatest footballers of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sister's got a black handled pen knife. Yeah, that hurt him. <laughs> so they, there was a picture of him crying. Oh. And it said, when you find out that next week you're playing against a team that is actually a mustard. Because <laughs> they were playing Dijon the next week. <laughs> I think that's always going to be the weird thing for them, a bit like Scotland and Celtic and Rangers. It's that, you know, you it's a struggle if your league's 
not competitive. Well, at least Celtic have got Rangers and Rangers have got Celtic. Yeah, and they, they, exactly. Although, although the, uh, the rivalry is fearsome, where, where would they be without one another? You know, yeah. I, when it was all those seasons, I don't suppose Celtic really minded Rangers having a few years out of the top division. <laughs> they, they just cleaned up. Yeah. But actually, it's uh, this year, it's a proper title race up there. No, in the PSG, it's a farce. That league's ruined. And... But yeah, there it is. Everyone, there may be this thing happening with Abramovich, and um, it, people won't be so afraid to report a bit more seriously on about it's some sort of standards of ownership because the next subject is the Saudis and Newcastle United, and if, if anything, it's even more bleak. You know, mm, yeah. And the well, they will house. become a power force then, and then it will well, just they, be it feels like they already are, doesn't yeah, it? But I you, mean, you know. But you say it, lawyers, lawyers yeah. that having that unlimited use of really, really top lawyers. And that's probably why fair, financial fair play never happened. They just clog it up. Um, well, they get accountants in, don't they? And they, they yeah. can, you know. Uh, like Damien says, the thing is, when they, when they sue, it's if they sue a journalist who's been sniffing around. They don't care. They don't sue because they want to win. They don't care whether they win or not. The, the suing stops the story, ties up the journalist, is probably starting to fear for their livelihood, maybe yeah. literally their home, you know, but if they're a freelance, it shuts it all down. The thing can't move on. No one else can investigate it, and that's how they operate. And they're, they're talking about trying to ch- uh, introduce legislation to stop that, stop that use of the legal system. Yeah. Just quietening people, stopping free speech by threats, by basically threatening legal action all the time, issuing writs all the time, which really don't stand up to a lot of scrutiny. But anyway, I feel like the way the way Arsenal are at the moment, it's it's so sort of removed from that because we don't feel as though we don't feel the deep loathing for our owners that we did around the time of the Super League. It's funny that. <laughs> and they went and spent a load of money and the policy of the people in charge now, Edu and Arteta in particular, to try and recruit players who are young who can grow with the existing young players. It was a good plan if it worked and yeah. it's working. Yeah. And now I'm excited now for the first time for a long time about what this team could do next. We've been watching them for a few months, watching them build some momentum, build the relationships in the team. Who could they get next? Who might they bring in? If you think, well, Lacazette and Jack are the older players in the team, the players who you want someone to come in and compete for their shirts, who might it be? If you look at the way the Cronkers run the Rams in the, in the NFL... They had a couple of star players that they got from draft, so they built up over a number of years. They got a young coach in, gave him his first gig, which is very, as a head coach, which is very much mm. what they've done with Arteta. Uh, it was a, definitely a rocky road there for a while. He's making some mistakes. And then what the next thing they do after that is big deals, big signings. So they went and got the quarterback who basically won them the 
yeah. the Super Bowl. And that if that's the model, if this is how they're going to operate, then we can look forward in the summer to seriously competing for people. It makes you think that the attempt to sign Vlaovic, who I know went to Juve, was a serious thing. That mm. was a serious business. Yeah. And that they'll be serious about if they try and get Isaac, because he's a superb footballer. And they'll be serious if they want to get Calvert Lewin or Watkins or whoever they fancy. Well, that's why the Champions League qualification is important because then we are more attractive. We can keep the players that we need to keep. Uh, I'm thinking about Isaac in particular because, you know, Manchester United, of course, have always linked with every player under the sun hey, absolutely every player and every manager you know they can't possibly be interested in all these people and if you're a United fan it must drive you mad it drives us mad how many people we get linked with you know mm. but lately they've been linked with Isaac but if we finish fourth and they don't and there he is his mates with Erdegaard from playing with him at Sociedad we're going to offer him loads of money to live in London and play his football for Arsenal that sounds like a good idea to me well, after my second pint, <coughs> uh, see, I did drink. Um, I put quite a convincing argument that we we could get Hangeland. Who together? Um, what's his face? You know the German, Nor- you know, Holland. Holland. Him. How do you get a gig on this? <laughs> no one else is available. No one else is available. That is literally it. I mean, say what you like about Ian Stone. He knows who Neymar is. I haven't said to you. I haven't said to you. Who's the Who's the right back at Burnley? What's his name? I haven't said that, have I? It's no. <laughs> a fella who used to play with Bessie. Uh, you put in a convincing case that we get Holland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not going to happen. Oh, you're not, uh, you don't want I to hear don't it. think so. I, I, yeah, go on, tell me, because he's Norwegian. Yeah. He's really good mates with Martin. He's good mates with Martin. You say yeah. to him, right, if you go to Real Madrid now, which is what Erdegaard did, too mm. early, you would say. So he had all that time. He went too early. Yeah, but Erdegaard went when he was 15. Yeah. If Haaland goes there now, he'll be their number nine for the next 10 years. Or what? What we need to do if Holland goes there is try and get Benzema. No. <laughs> or we he comes to join us. Yes. He can go to sort of Real Madrid when he's sort of twenty four, twenty five. Come be a part of a very exciting process oh, project. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trust the, um, trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust, trust the process. The process. And then trust you go. The process. You go. You could ask for whatever you want in four, four years' time when you've won the Champions League. Well, it would be amazing if we could sign uh, Haaland. I'm, but I'm, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm told that Barcelona, Real Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich are all interested. Yeah, but they haven't heard my argument. No. <laughs> oh. uh, no <laughs> Just give me five minutes with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Haaland. No, What's his, remind yeah. me of his name. <laughs> Yeah, well, he'll end up coming back with some porter from the hotel, won't he? Here you go, Mick, I've got him. Who's this fella? Uh, it's Mr. Hangland. <laughs> Mr. Hangland. How much did we've you pay for him? 150 million. <laughs> now, we've had some uh, mailbox action. I've got a few, quite a lot of mailbox action this week. I was... Try and work my way uh, through these, if I if I may. Um, the 
the email address. It's, it feels so 20th century to put out an email address. But there we are. That's how we operate. Uh, it's Tuesday Club Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, here's one from Lorcan Stewart. Hello, fellas. Is Ian Stone dead? He hasn't been on in months. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very much alive. He's, he's very much alive. <laughs> we sat with him on the game on Sunday. He's enjoying... Uh, he's, he's working at BT Sport. He doesn't want to doesn't want to muck around with us scumbags anymore. He's moved on. Yeah, he's got his own podcast as well. Remember the yeah. names of... He's yeah. knocking around with old Etonians and... <laughs> He's doing a cricket thing now. He doesn't know anything about the game. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, he also says, I have a question which keeps me up at night. Who does Damien hate the most? Root van Nistroy or Teddy Sheringham? Uh, do you know they are deep? Sorry, Teddy Sheringham. I'll answer, I'll answer it for you. It's Van Destroy. It is. It is. Uh, extraordinary quiz offer here from Ben Pearmain. Um, rank these Arsenal captains in order of height. What? <laughs> oh, I'm not going yeah, to put you through it. You say that, but it'll be fun. What? Who's okay. tallest? Who's the tallest Arsenal captain you can think of? Uh, Tony I'm Adams. Patrick Vieira. What? No. He's number two. Adams is number three. Oh, you, know, you know I'm not good with names. Oh, no, I'm not, <laughs> not, not low at, at height. I don't even know why. I'm looking at the pair of you. Sigan? Well, no, did, did anyone have a cap that was captain for I one game some, or something? Lads, you know? I definitely, I'm definitely knocking this podcast on the end <laughs> at the end of this season. We'll, we'll have a top four finale. We'll have a curveball like that. You can't remember. The, the tallest player you've ever seen. Galasaurus. Uh, <laughs> Centre back. Centre back. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Play. All right. Now, you want another clue? Yes. 2017 Cup Final. Oh. No. All right. M- uh, Mertesacker. <laughs> Mertesacker. Yeah. The BFG. Yes. yes. German. German. Yeah. We've got that big fucking <laughs> German. In German. And our youth team coach now as well. Yeah, he's head, head of the academy. Doing a good job, by all correctly. <laughs> our academy's doing an amazing, amazing yeah. job turning out players. Fantastic. I want Smith Rowe in the team. I really want him in the team. I know Erdegaard's come on and he's been in ever such good form lately and he's so busy and full of energy and, you know, he's great. But it's like, it still slightly pains me to watch Smith Rowe warming up on the touchline. Get him on the pitch, get well, him he, on the pitch. He, he, he just got over COVID, so yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, been out. unwell, that's true. Yeah. So, and that's uh, not really helped, has it? And maybe they're, you know, saving him for Wednesday night, so there's... there's well, that. it's what's, you know, what's absolutely certain, it seems now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but we'll be playing some sort of European football next season. And... And then it really it's a totally different ball game, isn't it? Because the midweek matches, especially if you end up in that stupid Thursday competition, are a nightmare. So there'll be plenty of football for everyone. Uh, so Murasaka, Vieira, Adams, who's the next tallest? O'Leary? <laughs> no. He's actually only gone for, I'd say, the captains since a- Adams. Right, so the I'll last 30 Adams. years, yeah. Yeah, since Adams Vieira. Centre forward, French. 
Giroud. No, he was never the captain. It's the least Did likely you? captain material we've ever seen. Hey, I can be captain. <laughs> captain Giroud. Wasn't there a Look game at where... my cap. Look at my lovely French cap. Because why? <laughs> captain, my friend. You got to toss the coin, Olivier. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Toss this! Toss my massive men collection! <laughs> He'd have epaulets as well, those frilly ones on his shoulders. <laughs> Why did you keep missing goals in the Champions League? Shut your face! <laughs> uh, no, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry, it says here, is 188 centimetres tall, six foot two. Do you believe that? No. I don't think he's six foot two. No, Taller than Obamiang. Really? Taller yeah, than Koscielny and Xhaka. And then we've got Van Persen, Vermeilen, a couple of six-footers. Mm. Then Crazy William Gallas. And then Sesk. Oh, yeah, little Sesk. Yeah. Oh, little Sesk. Sesk. Yeah, he'd be right down there. Oh, Sesk. And then below them, only two captains left in this uh, period of Arsenal history um, who, were, who were both shorter than Sesk. Name them. Talking hobbits here, aren't they? No, two captains of Arsenal, both 175 centimetres tall. Sesk, I'm delighted to say, is the same height as me. He's 179 centimetres. For some reason, that makes me love him even more. Sometimes when I'm playing FIFA with my kids, I just go, I, I just play Monaco. Right, and you have to, to bring make... Sesk in because he's only rated at 76 now. How he's on the bench. And I just bring him in and just I get him just keeping it simple, you know, <laughs> little short balls. Yeah. Still looks him. good. Still looks good. Come on, who are these two I'm captains? I'm loath to say anyone because I'm sure I'll have got it wrong. <laughs> who are they? Come on. This happens. Well, I'm going to give you a little clue as to one of them. Okay. Every time we do a quiz, he gets forgotten. And it's weird. Right. I mean, in many ways, the single most important man oh, in the club. That. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do a quiz, he gets forgotten. He was captain for years. He has been in about five seasons. I mean, I know he was injured a lot, but he was there. He was there, yeah, winning the cup, and, yeah. you know. What's he doing now? I don't know. Where are they now? <laughs> where is he? Where is he? Where are they now? He had one very, very good interview at the Arsenal when he got the job, <laughs> and they backed him. They have backed him, and, and he's doing it, isn't he? Yes, luck he is. Yeah, he's well, good luck to him, him, I say. And he's got every everybody he hates, he's got rid of them. Yeah, yeah, it's been a few. It's been a night of the long knives. I do think. I do sort of do think. Is he the sort of person who needs someone around him who he just absolutely detests? And would you be afraid of being of being that person in the club when he starts? If we lose a couple of games and he starts getting a few questions about his substitutions or whatever, would you? You'd go home early, wouldn't you? Well, do you think he goes for the reverse? And you know, we've said it many times when Ferguson said to that group of players, "One of you's going to let us let me down." Do you think he does the opposite, where he goes, "All of you are going to let me down. You five, 
<laughs> you five over there, you're going to let me down. You've been let me down for years. Yeah, so you're yeah. out. Go. That was Brendan <laughs> Rodgers, actually, mm. uh, I think. So, yeah. No, Ferguson famously yeah. did that. Oh, did he? If, oh. Yeah, he went, up to the, he went up to a few of the squad players and he said, you're important to me, you're important to Manchester United and you're going to play important roles this season. Do you know this? That's um, But one of you is going to let me down. And then he turned away and walked away. <laughs> Absolutely. Bloody psychopath. Yeah. Uh, the other captain, who's uh, a short captain, is a current Arsenal player. Current Arsenal player. They play red and white, don't they? Yeah. Nickname the Gunners. Scored a goal. He scored a goal at the weekend. This is unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know what our listeners must think. I imagine. Yes, Lacazette. I imagine there aren't any now. No. What they're thinking? They think they're somehow tuned into an old people's home. And they're just listening to the ramblings of a geriatric ward. Ben comes in with another side quiz. Who is taller? Oh, God, he's obsessed with height, isn't he? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Van Persie or Pires? Oh, Van Persie, I would have said. I would say Pires. Pires was deceptively yeah. taller than... Pires, it's Pires. How can you be deceptively tall? Well, it's deceptive because... <laughs> He was a bit. He was a bit shuffly, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a bit hunched. He was a bit of bendy Bandy knees. Bandy yeah. Bandy. Was, Van Persie was much more of a strutter. Much yeah. more of a upright. Yeah. yeah. I mean, holy smoke! They were bloody good, weren't they? Both of them. Mm. <laughs> but yes, uh, Perez is taller. Uh, our Shavin or Sanchez? Oh, Sanchez. Oh, Sanchez is got to be taller than our yeah. Shavin. No, he says not. No, no. He says that he says that Sanchez is smaller than Sandy Toxvin. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that, is that, is that our gauge now? The Toxvin. That's the my life. Um, <laughs> he says Sanchez is five foot five, and our Shavin's five foot six. No. Uh, here's one you won't care about: Senderos or Seagan? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, it's Seagan. Erdegaard or Urzel? Oh, Erdegaard must be taller than Urzel. Uh, no, I'm going to go Urzel. Urzel? Urzel, really? It's Urzel. He's one centimetre taller than Sesk. Yeah. Erdegaard is one centimetre shorter than Sesk. But you see, Urzel's got that thing, as you say, sort of slouches a bit, doesn't he? You know, a bit of his head down, slouchy well, thing. Big goth, his bigger goth is, yeah, yeah drains yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> the head's always down. Oh, God, no one understands me. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's a quiz. Uh, Luke Marchant's back in with a quiz. Question one: Keith Dover has scored as many goals for Arsenal <laughs> as Lewis Boamorte. <laughs> true or false? <laughs> true <Correct>. or false? <laughs> Now, this is a bit of an unfortunate one because it's actually league goals. He never scored. But he did score for Arsenal, just didn't score in the league. Uh, true or false? Nicholas Bentner once woke up in France, but didn't remember how he got there. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> it's false, he says. Uh, number three, Andre Arshavin is scared of horses. Oh, I'd say, yeah. I'd, I'd go with that. I, I don't like trust them either. So. False. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Apparently he is, said it in an interview. Mm. Uh, however... I can identify with that. Is this true or false? 
Andre Shevin once left a strip club riding a horse. One hundred and ten percent true. Oh, that's false. Yeah. He says he says he did. There are photos. Really? Unfortunately, he hasn't enclosed the photos. Yeah. Clearly, must have been pissed at the time then, because <laughs> uh, Louis Boamorte <laughs> once starred in an episode of Grange Hill. True or false? <laughs> You'd like to think that was true, wouldn't you? It is true. Uh, Question seven. Cesc Fabregas is a three-times Spanish national snakes and ladders champion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. I like that. (laughs) It's false. Sadly, it is false, yeah. I'd like to think of them all at La Mesa playing snakes and ladders. (laughs) Um, Bakary Sanya is obsessed with Peter Pan. True or false? Obsessed with Peter That's Pan. That's so obscure, I'm going to say mm. yes. Yeah, he is. He's obsessed with Peter Pan. Really? Uh, uh, true or false? Oh. Anders Limpar has time travelled. Time travelled. Yeah, which direction? Well, it's technically it's false, yeah. but he was once involved in a Swedish kind of prank TV show. Where they had, they managed to convince him that he had time travelled. <laughs> really? Uh, so yeah, yeah. There's a quiz. Uh, this is someone called Daniel Johnson who's writing a nice email about how his uh, his mum said, "Oh, you should listen to the Tuesday Club." And I don't remember missing an episode. And I got my season ticket this year, and after almost eight years on the waiting list, and I often when I'm at a game, I think I can't wait to hear Keith moan about the spuds. <laughs> <laughs> Will Alan let his inner demons come out and scream at Arteta <laughs> for constantly making us play out from the back? Do you remember how terrible we were at that for ages? Oh, it yeah. was a nightmare. I still don't feel confident about it. No, they They must have practiced, wasn't yeah, they? Because they're better they at did. it. Yeah. And I do think, I must say, that the goalkeeper makes a huge difference mm. there. Yeah. He really does. Because he doesn't mind it at his feet at all. And if they do get in trouble, he can ping it to someone 50 yards, can't he? His passing's bloody fantastic. So we've had less balls ups, but, you know... So anyway, Daniel says, please thank you, my mum, and give her a shout out, Claire Johnson, for introducing me to the best podcast on the planet. Oh, thank you. Daniel uh, Block 91. Daniel, of course, doesn't doesn't listen to any other podcasts. Uh, Up the Arsenal, let's get back into Europe so we can get stuff by Bayern again. (laughs) Yes, those were the days. (laughs) Oh, I look forward to that. Those were the days, my friend. It was good. At one point, I looked up and to see... See the ground full again, all up in the gods, and you know, there's yeah, definitely a really it. good feeling at the moment, isn't there? People are up for it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Teddy Sheringham stuff this week. Oh, good. Just I people just chipping Teddy. in. Uh, Did you see that on... interview thing that someone put up on the yeah. Twitter? Yeah, someone called Aaron, and he was counting. I see, I'll give you 20 seconds, and then he counted down from 20 or something, didn't he? Mm. Well, because he was on uh, Monday Night Football, wasn't he? Yeah, that got a lot of people out of the woodwork. So then there was a whole Twitter thread which which, um, we were added into. Here's one of them from Owen Bridges. Had to deal poker to him at a charity do one time. He took a disliking to me and proceeded to keep kicking me under the table. (laughs) And his his one word insult, which is always the traditional way to end these, is melt. Melt. (laughs) 
Oh, it's, I it's not an insult. I've, I'll be confident using, but see, obviously one for the young um, ones. See you uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, here's one from Ian D. Was at an auction at a charity Greyhound night with some Spurs fans. He was an arrogant dick to them, and when his signed shirt went for a fraction of the other auction items, it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and he signs off with his face was classic. Why does he go to these things if he doesn't want to be there? I mean, it's just... <laughs> I don't know. No, now, here's the, here's the Odegaard song that I like. I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, Arsenal's number eight. I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, I just think he's great. When he sees Saka running, he puts it on a plate. I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, Arsenal's number eight. Oh, that works. Genius. I like that. Oh, See, so, yeah. it's from Sam in Melbourne. Oh, well he's, done. He's actually put in, we've got a man called Martin Erdegaard, but I've decided yeah. to leave in a bit more of the classic Wurzels lyric. Yeah. And I think a brand new Martin Erdegaard is much more fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, Arsenal's number eight. I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, I just think he's great. When he sees Saka running, he puts it on a plate. I've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, Arsenal's number eight. You can actually I'm, see I'm me in Wayfair singing that, especially at Norwich. We've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, Arsenal's number eight. We've got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, we just think he's great. When he sees Saka running, he puts it on a plate. We got a brand new Martin Erdegaard, Arsenal's number eight. Oh, then it oh that works. I like yeah, Oh, mate. Fun, I'll tell you, if that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and if that, who's the guy from Australia who come out with that one? That's a, oh, well it's done. Australia. Australia. No, his name. What was his name? What was his name? Yeah, we do have a few fans in Australia, don't we? So we should say good day, man. Bukayo, Bukayo, Saka, Saka. Someone suggested that. Nick Warner, the old boom, boom, boom. Let me hear so Keon, Keon. Boom, boom, boom. There's a Martinelli chant. Run, Nick, and run down the wing. It's Martinelli. Fun, we have fun when we're watching Martinelli. One, we just won with a goal from Martinelli. Hey, Martinelli. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. I'm down for that one. Are you got a brand new murder? Oh, that's that's in that's in your ear now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the listeners are going to be singing that all day long. Oh, you got a brand new Martin Erdogan. I like it. There's a bloke here called Dean, and he's saying uh, he took his girlfriend up the Arsenal, oh, and uh, he uh, people were getting at Lacazette. People were having a go at Lacazette, moaning about Lacazette. There's been a lot of frustration at Arsenal the last couple of seasons. And uh, we, we really suffered, I think. Like a lot of the big clubs seem to. Liverpool did too, didn't they, with a home form. We just kept... When the, when the ground was empty, I mean, during yeah. COVID, everyone was coming to our place and just beating us. And then we had a new manager. We couldn't work out how we were playing. We couldn't play out from the back. We lost hope to everyone. We lost hope to Leicester and Villa and Wolves and Burnley and All everyone. The whole Midlands. Mm. Yeah. Everyone On came and beat us. Sunday night at 6.30. It was excruciating. We were yeah. getting frustrated. Why have we hired this manager? Why are we so terrible? And on and on. And uh, now it's all turned around and we're winning all our games. It's hunky-dory, but she, his girlfriend said to him, why do they all hate Lacazette? Is he the worst player you've ever had? And he said, no. 
And then he lists Javinho, <laughs> <laughs> Squalachi, Seagan, Almunia, and Yaya Sano goals. <laughs> uh, so he goes through a few people who didn't have the best careers at Arsenal. But then at the end, he says the worst player we've ever had was Gilles Grimondi. No. Oh, Dean, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, Dean, but here at the Tuesday Club. We're big fans. You know, he's got most irrationally hated players. Our, our love for Gilles is irrational. <laughs> Very irrational. He, he didn't, never even looked like a footballer, did he? No, a pastry maker. In, you know. He said he looked like a chef. <laughs> yeah. You know. If he had a chef's hat on, yeah. it wouldn't look out of place. Yeah. He should be delivering baguettes, warm baguettes, <laughs> to Arsene's office. Perhaps that's what he did. Maybe <laughs> it was. <laughs> we just don't know. There's a bloke saying that for years my girlfriend has suffered from a condition brought on by coming into contact with a strange type of people that live in an area of West London uh, known as Chelsea. The condition manifested itself into forms of gloating, greed, avarice and a sense of self-worth that was really quite unbecoming. The condition became so bad it affected other parts of London, leading to degradation in North London and a travel ban to some parts of Europe. I'm pleased to say in recent days her condition may have been brought under control. Uh, the, the illness was caused by an experiment by the mysterious Dr. A. Bramovich. <laughs> uh, yesterday was marked by a noticeable increase in humble pie. She seems to be quite contrite. <laughs> My only worry is I may have caught some version of the disease. I have recently been infected with a condition that we thought had been eradicated, that of top four-itis. <laughs> that is from... Paul Cartwright. Oh, I, so, you know. I can never imagine, even if we'd won a few Champions League, uh, I can't see me seeing, uh, singing out Stan Kroenke's name at any point in my life. You know, why would you do that? You know, I don't get well, it. Yeah, as I say, he's sort of, he's fended off. He's fended off the haters, isn't he, by spending a load of money on, uh, well, Ramsdale mainly. Who's your player of the season so far? Is Ramsdale going to win it again? He's won it his last three clubs. Ooh. Yes, I think so. I think he's he brought an energy into the team, which, you know, yeah. What about you, Dee? Who's your player of the season so far? Saka, Erdegaard, well, I mean, Party. There's, it's hard. They're very exciting. Yeah. I'm going Saka. Yeah, just, I mean... Saka's amazing. Saka against Watford was... It was amazing. I can't tell you what it was like to say to my boys, and my daughter was there as well, let's not forget, she actually supports Arsenal more than they do. But she doesn't like playing as much as she used to. But the boys love playing. And I said, when I said to him, he's down there. There he is. That's him there, number seven. And they just they look on their faces. And I was actually was thinking, please do something good today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when he played that one, he played won that board and played a one-two with Lacazette, yeah. smashed it in the top. That's one of the best goals I've ever seen. He is the no. one player we've got that when he's got the ball, you think something's going to happen now. That, yeah. you know, that, he has got that. That little um, sort of back heel flick one-two for the first goal with Erdegaard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That was Dennis-like. No, he's wonderful, isn't he? He's bloody wonderful. Uh, so, a uh, little word for um, Yarmolenko, who scored a very good goal for West Ham. Uh, at the weekend and then broke down in tears. It was heartbreaking uh, to, to watch. Um, and uh, I know, Keith, you were kitted out in yellow and blue yesterday. I went and bought a yellow and blue uh, bobble hat, which, when I put it on, was so tight over my glasses, I nearly lost my sight. <laughs> 
I had to go back in the box and have some more cheese. <laughs> but um, but yeah, when he scored, he scored a very good goal actually. He got a quick bit of control and turn and stabbed it in, and it ended up. I think it was the winning goal, wasn't it? They won two one against Villa. And Jonathan Pierce was saying that the Villa fans were applauding him as well. Oh, so, that's good. See, that's class. Uh, that, that's a big think, difference. I think it's good. I think yeah. it's uh, and he and he gave an interview afterwards, in which he. Uh, he thanked uh, the British people, and so that was very nice. And we've had an email through uh, his his cousin um, is on a plane now, and he needs somewhere to stay. And I've put him on to uh, Linda Keith, so he should be arriving about three o'clock. Well, he'd be more than welcome, mate. Oh, look, give me a bath. I've still got to clear out that top room. Still, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do. Ollie's, uh, Ollie has supposedly he's stayed out in the Ukraine to do his bit so I hope he's safe yeah yeah so do I yeah too grim too Mm. grim but yes I just wanted to mention that I thought that was very it was very touching Mm. and very moving to see and I know we're all uh, somewhat worried about what's happening so uh, We'll say uh, pay our own little tribute to Yarmolenko and all the other boys from Ukraine who are carrying on playing football. Not sure how they're managing it. Absolutely, yeah. There you go. All right, gents. See you soon. Bye.